0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Joshua Culp. We're going to be studying today Moed Katan Daf Yud Zayin, page 17. We're continuing in the third chapter. Uh, Yesterday and the day before, we talked a little bit about the issue of Nidui, of putting somebody in excommunication. And in today's uh, daff we have in my opinion, one of the most fascinating stories um, in the Talmud. I don't know if it's one of the most fascinating, but it's certainly a very fascinating story. And like a lot of these agadot, these stories about the rabbis, about their lives, about how they acted, we can see uh, the conflicts and the tensions they must have felt between the abstract halacha, their halachic rulings, and the way, the messy reality of the real world and uh, that the fact that their halachic rulings don't always work out so neatly in uh, in reality. So I want to just read from, I'm going to read a lot of straightforward Gemara with you today. And I'll talk from time to time about um, some of the things we're learning. So the towards the top of the first uh, Amud, Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, avid dina So somebody who is a Talmud Chacham, uh, can make a, a judgment for himself, the milta de in something that is certain to him. Now, the Rishonim have some disagreements, uh, what the particular issue he is adjudicating for himself may be. Is this that he can decide that he is in the right and therefore somebody else owes him personally money? Or as he can decide that somebody has dishonored him and therefore he himself, without another court, without the support of anybody else, can simply put somebody else into excommunication. Now we can immediately sense how dangerous this could be uh, to give a tamil chacham, just because somebody is a tamil chacham, to give him the right to uh, adjudicate matters for himself without any collaboration, without any co-judges, without any checks and balances we can have a sense that this is uh, too much power in the hands of one person. Although, of course, there were plenty of opportunities in those days for uh, certainly democracy did not rule and a king or other uh, princes or other types of leaders, autocratic leaders would have had such opportunities. But nevertheless, in a legal system that usually is defined by three judges or 23 judges, we can have a sense that this doesn't seem fair. And also, generally speaking, even in their legal system, their abstract legal system, a person shouldn't be adjudicating matters for himself. So this Tamid Chacham this Zurmi Rabanan is given a tremendous amount of power. So now we get a story that sort of shows how difficult this really is. Hahu Zurmi Rabanan sanu shumane. So there was a Tamid Chacham who many evil reports went around that he was doing bad things. Uh, some of the Rishonim uh point out that this may be sexual crimes, and this is certainly something that resonates with us today, where we have somebody who is a leader, a tzor me rabbanan, a tamid chacham, a great rabbi, and yet the rumors are going around that this person is simply uh, not who he says he is, and is not observing the laws, the morals, the norms, as he should be observing them. And it's no accident, if you ask me, that this immediately comes after the story about the Tamid Chacham who adjudicates for himself. In other words, we have a story that begins, uh, a law that begins, a Tamid Chacham is assumed to be so righteous that he can take the law into his own hands. And immediately after that, we have a Tamid Chacham who is simply a, 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 a hypocrite, a, perhaps a bad person doing immoral acts. We don't exactly know what they are. Amar Rav Yehuda, Hechi What can we do to him? So Rav Yehuda says, what can we do to him? Lishamte, put him into excommunication. Tzwi chilei rabbanan, the rabbis need him. He's a smart person, he's a Tami chacham, he knows traditions, he knows Right? We can hear an echo of modern problems quite clearly in this Talmud. You have somebody whose acts are no good, but his community needs him for spiritual support, for halachic support, for religious support, for services, whatever it is. People need him, how can we put him into excommunication? On the other hand, Volga Don't put him into Nidui. He's desecrating the name of God with his acts. Amarle so, uh, Rabbi So Rabbi Yehuda said to Raba Barbarchana, his friend, Midi Do you know any answer to what we should do in this thorny situation? This is what Rabbi Yochanan said kohen Hashem For the, Rabbi Yochanan says, what does it mean? For the lips of the Kohen will preserve knowledge in Torah. You shall search from his mouth, for he is the angel of the Lord of hosts. And, So Rabbi Yochanan says, if the Rav is like an angel of the Lord, meaning he's ma'asim, his acts are good, then Yavakshu Torah Piv, you shall seek out Torah from his mouth. Ve'imlav, if he's not acting correctly, if he's not an angel, al yevaqshu Torah Piv. don't look for Torah from him, and after having heard this drash, Shamte Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda put this person into excommunication. In other words, he learned that if a rabbi is not acting correctly, then we should put him into excommunication, even if the community needs him. This is probably a decision that we, at least to a certain extent, um, agree with, that just because a person is needed for spiritual guidance does not excuse him. and a matter of fact, it may negate uh, his good work if he's doing evil things, if he's a hypocrite, especially if he's uh, engaging or she is engaging in sexual um, misbehavior, adultery, uh, child abuse. Uh, unfortunately, these are issues that are still with us today with people in power, including spiritual leaders who abuse their power, uh, and take advantage of situations. However, things are not so clear here, right? Things are not so, let's say, the reality is still a little bit messy. L'esof, ichavash rav Yehuda. At the end, rav Yehuda got sick. Now, we don't know if there's any connection, right? He may have just got sick. He's getting old, or there may be some kind of this, this, Episode was so upsetting to him that because of this episode itself, he got sick. Atu Rabbanan Lishayruibe. The rabbis came to visit him. Va'ata Ihu Nami Bahadayu. That rabbi came too. Right? We hear here that he still wanted to be part of the community. He came to do Bikur Cholim, to visit Ravihuda. Yehuda. Kadchazie Rab When Ravihuda Yehuda saw him, he laughed or he smiled. Amarle, the same Talmud, said to him. It's not enough that you put that man, meaning me, into Nidui, into excommunication. Now you're laughing at me. You can hear his humiliation here. He said, look, yes, I messed up. But now you're still laughing at me. At least let me fulfill the mitzvah of visiting you when you're sick without you laughing at me. And Rabbi Yudah responds, I'm not laughing at you. When I am going, rather, when I'm going to the world to come, I am going to be happy. That even to a strong, powerful man like you, I was not obsequious. I did not flatter him. In other words, I did what was correct. Even though you were a strong, political, with great knowledge, perhaps great power, you were what we would call an Adam Gadol, I put you into nidui because your maasim, your acts, were not appropriate. Now, story goes on. Nach nafshei the Rav Yehuda. then died. At Beit Midrasha, this Chacham comes back to the, midrash, the Beit Midrasha again. You can hear he wants back. Amar <speaking in Hebrew> lehu let me out of. He says to the other Chachamim, let me out of my my, my excommunication. Amar Rabbanan gaver dechashiv ki Rav Yehuda lekahacha somebody whose excommunication was as great as Rabbi Yehuda, there's no one here who can undo it. We're not powerful enough. de Rabbi Nasiya de Go to Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya, the political leader of the time, and maybe he'll let you out of your excommunication. Azal he went in front of him. Amare Rabbi Ami. So Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda Nasiya said to Rabbi Ami, Puk ayan bedine, go out and see what happened. If we need to release him from his excommunication, then, then we shall do it. In other words, we have the political power to undo this excommunication if it's worthy to undo it. Rabbi Ami looked at his judgment and he thought that the time had come to release him from his need doing. Ahmad Rabbi Bar Nachmani al Raglav. So Rabbi Shmua Nachmani got up on his feet and said, mar Rabbi Lona Rosh shanim." What with the handmaiden, the slave of Rabbi Rabbi Yudanasi, that the Chachamim did not take her excommunication, that she put somebody else into communication. They didn't take it lightly. For three years they observed that excommunication. Yehuda achat Kama v'chama. All the more so we should respect Yehuda our friend who thought that this person's acts were deserving of excommunication and we should not release him. V'amar Rabbi Zera, my Rabbi, what what happened now? Rabbi Zera is what happened? sabam This old man came to the Beit Midrash. This Rabbi Shmuel Barnachmani came now at this propitious time to the Beit Midrash. For several years, he hasn't been here. From the very fortuit, the event, the fact that this person came here at this time knowing this tradition. So from there we should learn we shouldn't release him. They didn't release him. But. So the, the man goes out now and he's crying. B came and bit him on his arm and he died. Horrible, sad ending to the story. Ayrua the de Haside, he tried to get in in the Olam Haba to the cave. And this is not going to get into. Um, excuse me, not Olam the um, Haba. They tried to put him into the the cave in this world of the Hasidim of the righteous people. This sort of special burial cave for the righteous. Viloki lo and those dead people who were already in there wouldn't. Allow him into the cave. In other words, something physically prevented him from going into that cave. They wanted to put him into the, the, um, cave of the judges, the kibruhu. And they allowed him in there. And I want to finish with that ending there. There's a lot more rich stories in the continuation, but time is running a little long on this. I find it very interesting that they allowed him into the cave of the judges, and they didn't allow him into the cage of the right, cave of the righteous. In other words, this person, whose deeds were not perfect, he's not righteous. Uh, And and he was put into excommunication, and he did wrong things. But on the other hand, there's a little bit of like ambiguity here in the end of the story, because judges uh, live in an imperfect world. They oftentimes have to act with imperfect amounts of evidence. They oftentimes will do things wrong. They're not perfect human beings, we don't expect the judge necessarily to be a chassid. He has to deal with reality in which both sides might be wrong and he still has to adjudicate the situation. Making no decision is sometimes worse than making a wrong decision or a partially wrong decision. Being a judge, as we can see from Rav Yehuda's case over here, is a, is a very messy reality. Right? It's not easy. It's not something that could make you automatically into a chassid. Right, and that's why in my opinion they accepted him into the um the court uh into the cave where the uh dianine, where the judges will be buried and this brings us back to that original story about the the uh, who himself can adjudicate a situation uh we know that that's not a, a perfect world where a Tamil chacham has to make his own decisions. But sometimes we have to rely on somebody. In other words, even though there are Tamil chachamim who do bad things, that doesn't upset the entire system of having to put some faith, whether they're rabbis or judges or political leaders, we shouldn't be so skeptical, skeptical of our leaders to think that everybody, because they're not a chassid, they're all in this lower level of truly bad people. No, there is uh, um, a, a lower level than the chassid, but a level of, of leadership and of uh, that is acceptable. And therefore, um, sometimes we have to just live with the reality of that's what we get when we have political leaders or religious leaders or judges. They're not always perfect. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daft Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.